It's the Americhips with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks, dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Hey, welcome to the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Indeed, we are dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we must have a conversation. And uh, I offer a conservatarian perspective. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com. And that is where I am on Facebook and Twitter as well. And uh, very excited about our event on Monday night, our Vino and Veritas. I'm partnering with Dr. Tom Cranawitter and his team over at Speakeasy Ideas. And Jen Hewlin, uh, the owner of Waters Edge Winery in Centennial. And we are bringing you Vino and Veritas Wine and Truth. Uh, Dr. Cranawitter is creating a fascinating lecture series on the Federalist Papers. We're meeting the fourth Monday of each month throughout 2019. The good news, we are, we're sold out. The bad news is that we're sold out if you are not, uh, uh, on, you know, haven't made your reservation. But if you want to get on the wait list, email me at kim at americhicks.com. And uh, I know that we had uh, a couple of cancellations, so some of you that are on the wait list are going to be able to attend. But we are going to address demand, uh, and we don't quite know what that looks like yet, but we will address uh, demand because we believe in supply and demand. Uh, But we have uh, two great sponsors right now Uh, in January Harmony Ridge Construction uh, was the presenting sponsor for Vino and Veritas. And uh, they're building homes, and usually they also become friends. They they can do any of those residential projects that you might need. And so be sure and check out uh, Harmony Ridge Construction. Rafe Patton and the group over there do a super job. February's presenting sponsor is Susan Kochevar. She's the owner of the historic 88 Drive-In Theater. And spring is right around the corner, and Susan plans to open sometime in March. So uh, be sure and uh, be ready for that as well. I do think that we have presenting sponsors all the way through May. But if you would like to be a presenting sponsor and uh, have not bought the membership, that is a great way to assure that you have two tickets to attend Vino and Veritas. Uh, So be sure and check that out. Uh, First of all, let's jump in. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the show. I am thrilled to have in studio with me two really great partners. They're entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur. I think many of you know that I buy my airtime, which uh, is very risky in some ways, but yet it gives me tremendous freedom. Uh, Crawford is wonderful. I really love working with the people at Crawford Broadcasting, but I have full editorial. I can determine the guests. It's really a a great opportunity, but because of that, I, I, I I need to have sponsors, and I am so pleased to have in studio with me two people that uh, I admire, your, your friends, and uh, it is Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance. It is so great to have you two here. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks, Kim. Good morning. And I, I truly thank you for your partnership, and uh, highly recommend if, if people are looking at uh, you know anything regarding their financing of their home, be sure and check these two out, because working with good people makes your life 
a lot simpler. And I can highly, highly, highly endorse you too. So it's great to have you here. And then uh, on the third and fourth segment, we'll be talking with Michael Cutler. You know him. He is a a specialist regarding border security, national security, and certainly has opinions about what needs to be done. And we'll be chatting with him in the third and fourth segment. So first thing, I got a joke for you, Producer Steve. Are you ready? Okay. Can we buy? (laughs) Never mind. Go ahead. Yes, I I am anticipating Are you excited? Okay. A man who had just undergone a very complicated operation kept complaining about a bump on his head and a terrible headache. Since his operation had been an intestinal one, there was no earthly reason why he should be complaining about a headache. Finally, his nurse, fearing that the man might be suffering from some post-operative shock, spoke to the doctor about it. The doctor assured the nurse, don't worry about a thing. He really does have a bump on his head. About halfway through the operation, we ran out of anesthetic. (laughs) I knew you'd like that. Uh, Next thing, I'd always like to give you a little inspiration. And so I think I want to tell you a little bit about my day yesterday. It was a long day, but it was a really great day. Uh, And a a shout out to Grady Birdsong with the uh, Cooper's Troopers. This is a group of Marines that meets uh, up in, it's Arvada Wheat Ridge, up in in North Denver. And uh, I dropped by for lunch yesterday and they were honoring, and I've I've had the great honor to to interview all, all six of these guys, but six World War II Iwo Jima veterans. And I came away from the lunch uh, just truly, truly inspired uh, by what what Grady and and the group is doing up there. But you just never know what's going to... You just have to show up in life sometimes, I think, Kim. And uh, I was sitting at the table, and the guy next to... Kind of the table next to me, he... uh, Well, and Grady introduced me, and so the gentleman said, I was... uh, I served in the Vietnam War, and I was in the Hanoi Hilton for six and a half years. And as you guys all know, I, I also have a World War II project, which you also help sponsor. Thank right. you so much. And um, I, I'm, I'm expanding it to Korean veterans as well. I'm going to expand it to Vietnam. And I'm like, I need to get this guy on. And so another gentleman came up, and the two of them were talking, and the other guy had served in the Vietnam War as well. And um, the regard that they had for each other. And I just stood there, and I was just so inspired by these two guys and what they have done and what they went through because they love this country. And so it was, it, was, it was just truly amazing. It truly inspired me, Kim. It's a brotherhood, I think, between people in the service. It, it is. And uh, another one of the guys had said that Cooper's Troopers has been something that has been so good for them as veterans. So they had the World War II veterans, and then they had some of the young guys in uniform. And they, they were talking a little bit about veteran suicide. And they said that one of the things is, is if they're not connected, if they're isolated, that that is a real problem. And what uh, Grady and the guys are doing with Cooper's Troopers, it is a brotherhood. And they get to come together. And I think that that luncheon that they have there, and there was probably, oh, gosh, 50, 75 people there. Uh, I think that it is really helping. So, Grady, you're probably riding your bike, and thank you for what you're doing. It was an honor to be with you. And then, I, uh, I, hands-free, I, I was in the car. I needed to make a quick call. And uh, Sandy from Cheyenne 
had called in and she had some comments about some of the things. And it was actually on Angie's show, but she also wanted to talk about this show. And I, and it was regarding education. And so we had a nice conversation. I'm going to get her on the show because it's important. She's a former teacher, former school board member, and her perspective. And then I got to uh, interview a World War II veteran, Dick Manchester, who was in K Company, I think it was the 345th Infantry. And he had written out his memoirs. And so there's all these really personal stories about when he served in Europe. And then I went out and I got to speak out at Windsor Gardens. So a a shout out to Kate uh, Flaherty and all that she's doing. So it was a long day. It was about a 16-hour day. But I got home and I'm like, is it not a great country? I was just totally, totally inspired. And I guess one other thing, it's been quite a week. My daughter had a baby this week. And uh, so I'm a, I, I now have two little, little grandchildren, and that is one of the reasons why I'm happy to put in 16-hour days sometimes. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know about that. I know that Steve has really been watching this Jesse Smollett thing. And, uh, it, Not by choice. <laughs> what, <laughs> as many of you know, Jesse Smollett is an actor. And, Mark, I think that I live under a rock. I don't really watch much TV, and I don't see any movies, so I didn't really know who he was. But he's, uh, he's a black guy on some television show. But he staged an attack on himself. He, I, I, either friends, he either hired him, but he, they had him kind of beat him up and throw some bleach on him and put a noose around his neck. And they were, they were I guess he was going to uh, videotape it. But, <laughs> Steve, you said that he had the camera the wrong way. I've heard from a couple of different sources now that, you know, he, and you know, this is from a guy who does a television show and is around this equipment all the time. But apparently the camera was pointed in the wrong direction. So he had no <laughs> Can video. Can you imagine? But that was a godsend because I keep on repeating here. I'm sorry for the repetition. But had he been successful and this video gone out to the mainstream media, I can't comprehend the amount of mayhem it would have caused. Well, I think there really might have even been blood in the streets with if, uh, if that had gone out because he said that the guys that beat him up were uh, saying, Mag, you know, make America great again. And uh, you're right. If, in fact, this would have got, gone out, uh, you, you could have seen these people that are, are fomenting this division in our country right now. You even saw the way the, you know, many of those in the media jumped on it without really verifying. You need to wait. You need to wait and make sure that it's true. But it could have been really serious for America. And there's, uh, it's, it's a twisted type of humor, but I, that, that's me. <laughs> Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, they pounced on this over the weekend. Uh-huh. And again, the, then the, the real story starts coming out. So apparently there was a, a gathering yesterday that Kamala Harris was at, and sure enough, one of the press people asked her to comment, and she didn't, she didn't move, she, didn't, she just glared at the person. In other words, hey, I've already made a fool out of myself over this, and I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to comment. You know, there are many that say that she is uh, possibly kind of like the next Barack Obama. I submit to you that she does not have the charisma that he has. And she actually looks mean. When she laughs, it's kind of like the, uh, I think that kind of like the Wicked Witch of the West. It's like, ugh. And uh, I think she's pretty darn scary. Uh, so uh, anyway, I, I find it really interesting. They, they want to talk about uh, Trump supporters as being racist, but unfortunately that must not really be happening that much because they have to stage these attacks. And, um, Anyway, I just 
I just can't believe that this is happening in America, but I also think that it's just a godsend that that camera was uh, was pointed the other way. So we're going to go to break here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, another one of my, my sponsors is Hooters Restaurants. And my story with Hooters Restaurants is a story of liberty, free markets, and a conservatarian perspective. And it stems from when I served on city council in Lone Tree. And so if you're interested in learning more about that story, just email me at kimandamerichicks.com. I do love sports, individuals working hard to be the best they can be to compete and to win. And Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters. So the Nuggets and the Avs are playing, and March Madness is right around the corner. And if you can believe it, the baseball season is going to be opening soon as well. So be sure and check out Hooters Restaurants. It's the place to watch all the games. They have specials starting at $10 for a draft and 10 boneless wings. And Hooters Wings can fly. You can have them delivered right to your front doorstep. And when the girls come over on Wednesday nights, I get the smoke wings. You've had those, haven't you, Kim? They're awesome. They re- and they're half the calories. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. So you can order your Hooters wings to go or have them delivered right to your front door. More information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com and let them know that you know the AmeriChicks. When we come back, we will be talking with Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook, Home Mortgage Alliance, about what's going on in uh, regarding interest rates and just talk about some some good tips if you're thinking of buying your home or refinancing so we'll be right back all americhick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the americhicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with klz or crawford broadcasting if you would like to support the work of the americhicks with kim munson and grow your business contact kim at americhicks.com that's americhicks.com Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. I love that song. Frank Sinatra. There you go. So, hey, I am Kim Munson. Um, Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. That is where I am on Facebook and Twitter as well. Uh, we are dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation offering you the conservatarian perspective. I am so pleased to have in studio with me as co-host today, and that is Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance. Welcome. It's great to have you here. Good Thank morning. You. And uh, there's a, a lot going on in the mortgage arena. Um, first of all, Mark, 
What about interest rates? What's going on with interest rates? Well, it's been kind of interesting because uh, early in the year, rates were projected to continue to go up. And uh, the reality is they've actually gone down. We've seen a half percent decrease since uh, mid-November, which is great for the home buyer. And that makes a big difference in, in the, the mortgage and on what they can buy then, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. It's a, it's a 5% increase in buying power for them. Wow. Okay. So, um, Kim, what, what are you seeing? Are people in, in, interested? Are, I mean, is there a lot of demand right now, or what are you seeing? I think we're starting to see a little more interest. It's been um, a little slow, and I think a lot of it had to do with the holidays and mm-hmm. the government shut down, and people weren't sure what was going to happen. Yeah. But I've seen an increase the last couple of weeks. Okay. And people are excited to hear their rates are coming down. Okay. Now, you know, many times we say, if you want to prepare for success, you need to prepare, obviously. And that is one of the things, Mark, that you comment all the time to get pre-qualified. Yes. Yeah, that's a very important part of the process, especially in today's competitive market when you're out there buying a home. is You want to make sure that your offer is strong as possible and getting pre-qualified will definitely add a little leverage for you to get that home. Okay. And Kim, what about first-time buyers? Do they have to have... 20% down, or are there other programs that will make it maybe a little bit easier to get into a home? Oh, well, there's many other programs. You can do 3.5% down on an FHA. You can do 5% down on a conventional. Um, we just got notified this week that CHAFA, the Colorado Housing Finance Authority, which is probably our biggest down payment assistance um, mm-hmm. program, that they are reducing their down payment money by 1%. So they used to give on a a second where you could get 5% of the um, loan amount for down payment. They're reducing it to four. The same with a grant, which meant you didn't have to repay it. It's being reduced from four to 3%. So they said it was due to current market conditions, and we're not quite sure what that meant. Does that that mean that home buying is up so they don't feel like they have to contribute as much? So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Okay, now explain it. I'm not sure that I totally understand that. So let's talk about that first scenario first with Chaffa. Okay. Uh, so you said 5% down, but it's now going to be 4 and But do you, do you apply for it? And then yes. do you also have to put down additional money, or how does that work? You have exactly? to take a class. There are income limitations. You can't make, you know, too much money and be qualified for down payment assistance. And you still have to have some of your own cash into it. The rule is $1,000, but typically we see most people need to have maybe 2 to 2.5% of their own money, either from a gift to close a transaction. Okay. So they would come to the, the table with some money, so typically about 2.5%. Yes. And then they would... Chaffa gives them like 3 to 4%. Do, and does that have to be paid back? The grant does not. Interesting. And the grant has a um, higher interest rate than the second does. The second does have to be paid back at a later, tame, a later date. Okay. Okay. So the grant does not have to be paid back, but it has an interest rate. Now, that, how does that work? Well, what happens, since, since nothing is free, since they're giving you this money, the interest rate that you're borrowing... Uh-huh on your total mortgage is higher. I got it. Okay. So okay. if you are going to pay it back at a later date, the interest rate is a bit, it's about a quarter to three-eighths difference. Okay. But you're not, you don't have to come to the table with as much cash, and so it probably helps enable people to be able to get into a home. It does, totally. 
Okay, that's really interesting. What about veterans? Uh, are there programs marked for veterans? Uh, that really hasn't changed too much, but a, a vet can get into a home with zero down, which is fantastic. Um, closing costs are always part of that whole transaction, so they, a veteran has to be aware that you know there is some funds that they may need. However, a creative lender can sometimes offset those costs, so effectively they could come into a home with nothing out of their pocket. Okay, so then let's talk about pre-qualification. We have these programs that you just mentioned, and I'm encouraged. I, w- I guess I didn't realize that would really help what you were describing, Kim, a, a, a young couple that wants, exactly. wants to get in to that first home. So can people pre-qualify with that whole program, Kim? Yes, and we recommend that everyone get pre-qualified. We still see people that say, I found a house, I want to buy it today, please, can you pre-qualify me? And we can do it usually, unless they're very complicated, we can typically do it within a half an hour, 45 minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my, so you can pre-qualify and you, can, you guys can do that that fast? Well, You're based, on, than... based on our experience, okay. I can say, hey, based on what you've told me, based on your credit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you can go out and buy this house. Now, that doesn't mean that they went and they got pre-approved by the underwriter. But again, with my experience, I'm very comfortable with saying that they're pre-approved. Okay. So there's a difference between pre-qualified and pre-approved. Yes. Okay. Now, is there a way, Mark, to get pre-approved? So so can you have all that done so that when you find a house... You actually can buy it. Absolutely. And, you know, the pre-approval process is usually for that borrower that kind of on the cusp. You're not quite sure, so you end up presenting all their documentation to an underwriter. The underwriter then gives them a credit pre-approval. So essentially the only thing the borrower has to do at that point is find a home. Okay. I've been in my home for a long, long time, and it seems like that when we went through this mortgage process, it took days it took days, and now you guys can do this in not days, right? Well, the first part of the process, that's absolutely true. Okay. The whole loan process can take up to 30 days. Oh, it can. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, so what do you think would be like a, a tip? Do you have any like hot tip that you would, would um, suggest to people? Well, I think one of the things I run across quite a bit is that people do not monitor their credit as diligently as they should. So when they come into the loan process, they're not aware of what's being reported. So it's very important for them to get that free credit report every year. So they're making sure that everything on that report is accurate and correct. So we're not correcting it last minute because sometimes you can't. Right. I hadn't thought about that either. So you need to monitor that because like there might be another Kim Munson or something. Correct. And, and have you seen that happen yes, with I people? Have. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Kim, what would well, you know, a couple of things. You guys have been at this for a long time. You don't look like you could have can be at, the, at this for a long time. But between the two of you, you have a, a lot of a lot of experience. Um, Kim, do you want to say between the two of you? So it could be like Mark has a hundred years and you have two years or something. How long have you got? If I tell you exactly how many years, you should say, "Why aren't you retired?" Or how old were you when you started? But I would say now between the two of us, we have about 55 years. Okay. so a long time. (laughs) You guys guys have seen a lot. What would you say is the difference in your business now from, Kim, when you first started? Well, when I first started, 
there was nothing called alternative documentation where we can just get pay stubs and W-2s, et cetera. We actually had to have a form that was completed. We mailed it out. We waited for the employer to come back. When it came back, if there was any whiteout on it, we had to send it back and have it initialed. So it's greatly mm-hmm. reduced the documentation. Um, and did you have to do that via stagecoach? Uh, s- snail mail. <laughs> yeah. Accident. Absolutely. Snail mail. So even back then, that was typically a 45 to a 60-day period from application to closing yeah. because we had to do everything by mail. Yeah. And I should try to explain to young people out there, whiteout is something that we used to have to have to use on documents if you made a mistake. and because Exactly. Yeah, what yeah, is whiteout? Yeah, what is whiteout? And so we're probably dating ourselves, but I remember I had... I, I should have actually bought whiteout by the gallon is what I should have <laughs> right. done. So how about you, Mark? As, what would you say is different since now to when you got into the business? Well, I think part of it, you know, I came in, a, I don't have as many years as my partner here. <laughs> but, um, you know, when I came in, the subprime era was just phasing out, which is obviously a tremendous problem we, that occurred during yeah. that time frame. So, um, and so we've seen... The, documentation it become more strict people decided that yeah you do have to not just a breathing body but you actually have to support what you're making and have a job yeah. so um which is good it's it's very good because we won't get ourselves back in that position okay what would be uh, we're just about out of time we're going to go to jason mcbride with presidential wealth management uh but uh i, I I, I think there's a lot of competition out there in your particular industry. Mark, what would you say sets you two apart? Well, I think for Kim and myself, I mean, we're very prideful in what we do. I mean, we do... You strive for excellence, I absolutely, know. Absolutely, because, you know, it's a very important uh, part of somebody's financial future in purchasing a home. And, and it's really personal. Absolutely. It's a very emotional decision. And there's a lot of parties involved. So you're not just responsible for your client, but you have the agents, you have the seller. So if things aren't done correctly, you can spoil a lot of people's day. Mm -hmm. And Kim, I'm I'm speaking just because I know you. I think that one of the things that you really bring to the table is really compassion for for your clients. You you know, it is emotional to buy a home. And so you find the home and you're trying to get the financing. And you seem that you, to me, that you're a very calm, caring spirit to help people through that process. And uh, so I just, I really appreciate both of you as as my partner. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. Okay. So more information. If people want more information about you, where should they go? Um, They can call 303-888-2732, and they can get either Mark or I at that phone number. Okay, one more time. What's that number? 303-888-2732. Okay, great. Well, we're going to talk to Jason McBride before we go to break, and then Michael Cutler regarding border security. And uh, so, Jason, good morning. What is on your radar today? Well, hi, Kim. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet today, and... I just kind of remind folks once again that there's still time to uh, change your tax situation for last year, for 2018, because you can still contribute to a traditional IRA all the way up until April 15th of this year. Well, that is good news. And um, did you happen to know, Jason, that today is the actual day is Washington's birthday? 
Oh, happy birthday to the founder of our country. You got it. And you guys just happen to be presidential wealth management. And I know you have a great appreciation for, you know, for our heritage. In fact, your offices. I love the flags. And you also, in your waiting area, you've got, you have, uh, is it Life? or I think it's Life magazines from, like, even back during the World War II. I just, I know that you guys have a real heart for the American idea. Yes, yeah. You'll find a lot of patriotic... Uh, things in our office, uh, you know, in my personal office, I've got a big flag. I've got copies of the Constitution in there. Uh, you know, I've got my big uh, picture of Donald Trump standing on top of a tank. Uh, you're not going to have too many doubts about which way uh, which way I go when you walk into my office. And that is for sure. So, Jason McBride, thank you so much. And uh, be sure and check it. If you want to contact Jason or the great folks over there at Presidential Wealth Management, I have my own landing page with you, and it is chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com. And uh, I know that you'd be happy to just sit down with people and take a look at their nest egg. Yeah, absolutely. We'll look at the nest egg. And I think it's important, Kim, not to just look at the investment part of it, but you have to look at how do you truly create income while you're retired in the proper way, in the most worry-free fashion, I think is also important. So all of those things become a part of a good overall common sense plan. You know, we always say you can uh, just plan for success. And so certainly check out chickspresidential.com. And uh, Jason, you just have a great weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Okay, Kim. Bye-bye. Okay. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll chat with Michael Cutler. I had three questions for him regarding uh, immigration, and now I hope that I'm not going to have a Rick Perry moment and only remember two of them. But uh, let's see. One of them was drones. One of them was whether or not the border wall is compassionate or uncompassionate. And then I've had some people that that care deeply about uh, the environment and uh, wildlife, and they were concerned about wildlife migration. So when we come back, we're going to ask those three questions of Michael Cutler. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Social media is important to the Americhicks since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Americhicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the Americhicks radio show. Contact us at Americhicks.com or email Kim at Americhicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where I dissect issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. And uh, check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. 
I will keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. And I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. My co-host in studio with me are two of my great partners, Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance. It's just it's great to have you two here. And on the line with us is Michael Cutler. Uh, he's a former special agent with uh, INS, which was kind of the pre pre uh, ICE organization. And I mean, you've seen him on TV. He's got an amazing website, and he has a real heart for America, the American people. Michael Cutler, it's so great to talk to you this morning. Well, thank you so much, Kim. Thanks for that introduction. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Happy Friday. Happy Washington's birthday to you. Indeed. Indeed. Isn't it sad that we've gone to President's Day and we forget which two presidents? I mean, we don't, but so many people, I guess, have, possibly. Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, it's concerning. So, of course, um, Abraham Lincoln's birthday was earlier in the month, as well as Ronald Reagan's birthday yeah. was earlier in the month. But we, I don't want to waste yeah. any time because there's so much information no. that, uh, that uh, we have some questions for you. And one of the okay. first questions regarding immigration is I have talked to people uh, that are concerned about the migration of wildlife, that a border wall would actually adversely affect wildlife migration. Uh, please address that. Okay, look, nothing that we as humans do does not impact in some way the planet, other creatures, whether we're large or small, uh, you build windmills, we wind up killing birds, okay? You build a housing development, you will, you know, dig up ant colonies. At, at what point do we say we're not going to do anything, we're not even going to walk because you might step on, on an insect? Uh, I don't want to minimize or trivialize your concerns about animals. I'm an animal lover. One of my favorite bumper stickers says, the more people I meet, the more I love my dog. Okay? <laughs> so... I'm an animal lover. I truly am. I worry about the environment. I don't buy into global warming as we've been told about it, but I do worry that we're polluting the environment by burning lots of fossil fuels. So, but we've got to understand that we could get ourselves mired to the point that we never build another house. We don't drive cars. We will stand in place, and, and then we could all starve to death because we won't be able to grow enough food to feed ourselves. Because every single action that we take has an impact on the, echo, on the ecosystem of the planet. And, you know, we have to understand that. And, yes, I don't want to see animals harmed, but all too frequently people use these what I call lame excuses to find a reason to not secure our borders. And I believe that many of the people who are making those cases are doing so either because they really don't understand the magnitude of the threat that we face, and God knows... America has been the most, the kindest to animals, or one of the kindest countries to animals. Under, God forbid, a different regime, if we lose our wonderful republic, God only knows what atrocities could be committed. But people have an agenda. And open borders, the flood of narcotics, the flood of cheap labor, is a huge enterprise that involves trillions, not billions, but trillions of dollars. That's why I believe you're not hearing anything about stopping the use of drugs. The campaign against cigarette smoking has been so effective that when you buy a new car, there's no longer ashtrays or cigarette lighters in the car. Think about that. Why that is don't fascinating. You see a comparable, why don't you see a comparable effort to get people to modify their behavior to stop using drugs? Every other commercial on TV is peddling a drug that you probably need a prescription for, 
and every other commercial is a law firm promising to help you if you've been injured by one of these drugs. <laughs> think about that. I had not. Am I wrong? Really, no, I had not really thought about it like that. Interesting. Regarding migration of animals, though, uh, as as you mentioned, I mean, there, there's cause and effects, and, and ultimately, I, I t- totally agree. We are to be good stewards of the earth, uh, but that doesn't 100%. mean that we don't that we don't make sure that the first value is human beings. And so if there, so if there is unfettered wildlife migration, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you're going to have unfettered bad guys possibly coming in here as well. That's exactly. And that's why many people making the argument are cynically making the argument. Look, how many times do you have to hear if you build a 20-foot wall, they'll come with a 25-foot ladder. And if we can't deport the 11 million, and Harvard and MIT have done studies that say it might be double or more, that number, I believe it's even much more than that. Sanctuary cities certainly don't give us any means of determining how many illegal aliens are in the country. This is a huge impact. It's an impact on the environment. It's an impact on the power grid. It's an impact on the food supply. Each person has a footprint if you want to talk about the environment. It's not just the house they live in. Yes, we could warehouse people in, 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 in tall buildings and, and have a micro apartment and say, look, how much space do you need for a person? What no one stops to think about is how much food do we have to grow? How much clean water do we have to come up with? How much electricity do we have to create just to sustain minimally each and every person who comes to America? This cause and effect. You know, um, I don't know if, if anyone remembers this. But I know when I was a kid, if you went out with a girl, your friends would say, well, put a, make up a column, positives and negatives, right? And we do that about the decisions we make. Should I buy a car or lease a car? So you put down a list. What's positive about that? What's negative and so forth? If you look at open borders, the impact on the environment, the impact on national security and public safety, the impact on education, <clears throat> the impact on urban sprawl and pollution – all rises dramatically. It's ironic that in New York they want congestion pricing because we have wall-to-wall people, and we also have, God knows how many hundreds of thousands, if not a million, illegal aliens living just inside New York City. So the sanctuary policies attracts this huge population that shouldn't be here, and now they want to tax us because of what they've created. It's like going to Tony Soprano for protection, and he promises to not throw bricks through your window. Uh, you know, uh, this is, I, I have to share this very quickly with you, Michael, as you were ma- making that comment. I just got this text message from one of our listeners. And he says, migration of animals, he said, are liberals finally admitting that MS-13 gang members are animals? <laughs> I thought, well, that's, that's kind of clever, huh? <laughs> so it, it, It's clever, but you know what? I'm a liberal on many issues, and if you're really a liberal and you're concerned about your fellow Americans and jobs for Americans, I have to make the point that it was conservatives that first tapped into illegal immigration to to uh, drop the wages of American workers, both political parties, folks. Yes. Um, You've got to be honest with each other about yeah. this. I, and I love your beginning because of that point that you make. Yeah, you are, are totally right. And uh, it, it has been a bipartisan 
uh, situation because there are those a that bipartisan have wanted, betrayal. Yeah, yeah, a bipartisan betrayal. It, it really has been, and in essence, it really hurts everyday hardworking Americans. Um, quickly, we have just a few minutes before we go to break. Uh, can you address the uh, the the diseases that are coming in? I mean, this puts little American children at risk. I believe. It absolutely does. We've seen diseases that we thought we had vanquished, whether it's resistant tuberculosis or tropical diseases that we never saw here. You know, the open borders crowd, the immigration anarchists, as I call them, always, you know, pine for the Ellis Island was closed. You know, if we reopened Ellis Island, they'd be the first ones to start, you know, dropping lawsuits. Ellis Island was a quarantine station. At the time that it was completed, it was the biggest hospital complex in the United States. And it was there for two reasons, to prevent the entry of diseases, because remember, this is prior to antibiotics, an eye infection could kill you back then. And it was also to make certain that people who came, the immigrants who came, were physically able to work and support themselves. The grand staircase that everybody had to walk up going into the hall was actually a cardiac test, because they would position nurses and doctors along that staircase And if somebody walking up the stairs was wheezing or had to stop several times, they were put back on the boat because clearly they were unable to support themselves if you couldn't walk up a tall flight of stairs. So as Americans, we have the right to determine who comes into our country, just as as individuals, we have the right who comes into our homes. And we do that with the peephole on our front door, don't we? So when I helped Arizona with the lawsuit that was outrageously filed by the Obama administration against Arizona over SB 1070, I described the first four years of my career with the INS, which lasted 30 years. With my first four years, I was an inspector at Kennedy International Airport, and I described being an immigration inspector as the time that I had my eye to the peephole on America's front door. Well, I want to make just a comment regarding, we're, we're talking about immigration and, and the border. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a big conversation. But this last weekend, I was down at a, a really terrific retreat down at the Broadmoor. And as I went back to my room, I, you know, I closed the door, I locked the door. And I, I thought about it from a, an immigration standpoint. Those that want open borders would basically say there should be no doors on the, on the rooms at the Broadmoor. And I tell you what, nobody would really like that idea. That would mean there would be no door. Somebody could come in. They could, uh, you know, they could take whatever they wanted of mine. Great metaphor. And Great metaphor. So let me, let me, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want to make the point. I know we're short on time. We're going to break. The wall on the border is the equivalent of a door on America. The drones and the helicopters and the sensors are burglar alarms. So here's the thought as we go, as you go to your break. Would anybody put an expensive burglar alarm on a house that didn't even have a front door? Uh, Good point. So, Michael Cutler, we're going to go to break. uh, And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the drones, the technology, because there are those out there that opine that that is all that we need. In studio with me is uh, Kim Sturtz, Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance as my guest host. We're going to go to break and we'll be right back. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. 
Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we are dissecting issues, uh, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversa- uh, conversation. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com. Sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, and offering a conservatarian perspective. And really just pleased to have in studio with me today, Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook as my co-hosts. You're, you're, you're my wing man and woman today. It's great to have you here. You're with Home Mortgage Alliance, and you're a very valued partner of mine. I like flying fast. Yeah, that's right. And on the line with, with me is uh, Michael Cutler. He is a former special agent with the INS. And, you know, Michael Cutler, I really consider you a friend. We have great conversations. But we met up at Grand Lakes uh, Constitution uh, Week. That was really a fun time. Yes, it was. It was, it was fabulous. And I was so honored to be the keynote speaker and riding on the back of that Corvette. Uh, I have to tell you, I will never forget it. It was one of the most exciting moments of, of all of my journeys across this great nation. You looked uh, the like hospitality a, that you and your neighbors uh, extended to me was amazing. You looked like a, a kid in a candy shop. You were having a blast up there. And who couldn't? I know. You know beautiful, beautiful environment. The hospitality was like nothing uh, anybody could imagine. Uh, I felt like I really belonged up there. Uh, but I have to tell you, as I travel around America, I get a lot of feelings of warmth and support. Um, because, you know, this, this toxic nonsense about identity politics is tearing America apart. And I have to make that point. If you really believe that Latino Americans are different from all other Americans because they're Latinos, then you're a fool and a racist. All Americans have shared concerns, shared values, and shared dreams. And I don't care if you lean left, right, or center. If you're rational, you want the government to keep us safe. You want the military to do its job to keep our enemies as far from us as possible. You want police to keep the streets safe. You want the schools to educate our children. And you want to know that any American, irrespective of what I call insignificant factors, race, religion, ethnicity, gender, these are superficial. Any American who studies hard, works hard, and benefits perhaps from a little bit of good luck thrown in for measure can write the next success story. So when you hear this nonsense, black voter, Jewish voter, Latino voter, this is crazy talk. If you want to do demographics, certainly uh, I'm retired. My concerns are much different from my kids who are first starting out. The person who has you know, a college education has different concerns from the person that dropped out of high school. Those are legitimate differences. People that live in in an agrarian culture are different from people who live in the cities. I get that. But when we allow the pollsters and the politicians and the pundits, the triple P, to engage in this kind of, you know, uh, balkanization of America, then we're undermining our country. It's un-American. It's dangerous. And it creates lots of problems. We need to stand up to this craziness. Uh, totally, totally agree. And, and one of the things that uh, has been somewhat divisive is the border wall. What's your comments regarding this uh, this deal that you know that President Trump signed? Uh, uh, you know, it had some money in there for the border wall. What is your comments on that, Michael Cutler? Well, I think it was a lousy deal. 
Uh, look, it, it calls for fewer beds. It allows people who have unaccompanied minors living with them to stay in the United States. It's clear that the reason people oppose the border wall isn't because they don't think it's effective. It's, they do know it would be extremely effective. They want open borders. Immigration has become a delivery system, not a law enforcement system. It delivers an unlimited supply of cheap, exploitable labor, not just the illegal aliens, the H-1B visas. Alan Greenspan, 10 years ago, testified to Schumer and, and said that we created a privileged, <clears throat> pardon me, a privileged elite out of America's high-tech workers. Privileged elite. This is a guy that has a mansion in the Hamptons. And he said the solution to wage inequality was to make American workers compete with foreign workers to eliminate that wage premium. In other words, slash their salaries so that we would greatly reduce inequality in wages between Americans with skills and those with lesser skills. In other words, if we get rid of the middle class, the poor won't have anyone to be envious of anymore. I mean, this is so anti-American and so antithetical on everything that America stands for. It's about destroying the American dream, even as we talk about the DREAM Act. And for all the complaints about the letter A in DREAM Act, alien, it's a remarkable thing that the word alien, which Carter tried to expunge from our vernacular, not because of political correctness. Let's stop talking about political correctness. That's a lie. This is Orwellian. If you control language, you can control thoughts, and you can control the understanding that people have of issues. So this dreaded word alien is part of the DREAM Act, but don't use it any other place. And by the way, the American dream need no longer apply to Americans if these people on both parties get their way. Well, but I and so going back to the the uh, deal, I think Trump, I think he had to sign it. Uh, it did have some he money did because they couldn't shut down the government. Yeah. But the problem is, the problem is anyone who tells you that we don't have a crisis when 63,000 people died of opiate overdoses last year. That's like the football stadium getting blown up. If someone blew up a stadium, as they did in that wow. movie Black Sunday, everybody would pay attention. Every day, hundreds of people are dying because of drug overdoses. More people are being killed by illegal aliens who don't have licenses. And you have jurisdictions telling the police, don't enforce drunk driving laws in quote-unquote immigrant communities because you're scaring the immigrants. Look, when we're told that we've got to protect the immigrants from immigration law enforcement, my, my head wants to explode. Immigration authorities give those folks their lawful status. It's like saying drunk drivers need to be shielded from the police. If you're a motorist driving legally and you have a license and you're doing what you're supposed to do, you need not fear the police. They're not going to bother you. If you're driving 90 miles an hour through a school zone, you better be worried about the cops because they're going to put you in jail, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Why is it that, that no one seems to get the point? But it, part of the problem is the use of the word immigrant. You know, if you talk about enforcing immigration laws, you're anti-immigrant. No, you're pro-enforcement. We need to gain control over the language of the debate because language in a debate is the equivalent of seizing high ground abs- for the military. You are absolutely right on that, Michael Cutler. We're going to have to have you back to talk a little bit more about that because we have this last thing, and we, we touched on it, but that is technology. There are many that say that we don't need a border wall, That and, and you touched on it, but that drones and technology could actually... It's a Rube Goldberg. It's a Rube Goldberg. And, you know, think of Occam's razor. The simplest solution is often the best solution. We need technology, but first we need the wall. The idea of no border wall and technology won't work, okay? 
that's the point. Because once you've identified the fact that an alien ran the border, then the limited resources of the Border Patrol are called into action. And then what do these aliens do? But they yell political asylum, and everything stops, and it jams up the system, which is the whole point of this exercise, is to make immigration law enforcement ineffective. Well, and another argument in this whole thing and that people, and, and I think I finally have gotten a good answer to it, but they say, well, but if you build a wall, you mentioned though, if you build a 20-foot wall, there will be a 25-foot ladder or there will be tunnels underneath. And I had to think a lot about it, Michael Cutler, but it's like, okay, so somebody might come in my basement window. That doesn't mean that I don't make sure that I lock my front door, Right. Right, and, and locks have defeat time. No lock is impervious to the, to the skilled picker. So you do as much as you can to minimize the numbers. People escape from jails. We don't stop building jails, and we don't stop, start taking walls off of prisons. It would get the numbers down to manageable levels. The biggest problem we have is that we are overwhelmed. We're a country of 50 border states. Interior enforcement is really the pivotal issue that I'd love to talk with you about on, on the next time. But interior enforcement has never existed because the lawyers and everybody else, the Chamber of Commerce, want this flood of humanity because they see huge profit even at the expense of human lives. To them, people killed are speed bumps on the path to globalism. Okay, we only final thought then, and that is it's going to touch on those that say that it is uncompassionate to have a border wall. You've got about two minutes. What would you say? Okay. Why aren't we looking at the impact it has on Americans? We're flooding American schools with kids who can't speak, read, or write English. The Congressional Budget Office says it costs 20 to 40 percent more to educate those kids. American kids with learning disabilities are not getting the services they need. More money being spent on English as a second language. Wages are going down. And think of the people who die coming to America. This is America being used as a safety valve for the third world is not a good model. This prevents countries like Mexico from finally living up to their obligations to their own citizens. Uh, We can be compassionate, but suicide isn't compassion. Countries have to look out for their own citizens before they look out for anyone else the way that families don't give to charity if they can't feed their own children. The country needs to stand for its own citizens. Uh, You know, there's a credit card company that says membership has its rewards. For Americans, citizenship should have its rewards. Well, and it seems that the, these countries, uh, it seems like instead of importing all these people into our country, uh, if we export the idea of why America is great, and you, you talked about the differences, certainly we have these differences, but in our founding, what they're saying is each individual has this right to pursue life, uh, or life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It doesn't have a guarantee. Yeah. And that is one of the, that vision is what has made America so special and why people have wanted to come here. You don't see a caravan going to Venezuela right now, Michael Cutler. But isn't it ironic that the Venezuelan dictator is saying he has no crisis on his borders just the way that the loons in this country are saying the same thing? And by the way, Venezuela has a relationship with Hezbollah and terrorist organizations. Latin America is a big problem. It's a hotbed for Hezbollah, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the tri-border region of Brazil is where there are terror training camps. How in the world you could not want to do everything possible to stop a flood of criminals, terrorists, and narcotics into the United States, as well as labor that would drive down the wages for American workers and bring the possibility of disease that you mentioned is insanity. The, the border wall would not stop people from entering the United States. People got to be crystal clear. This isn't about sealing off America. It's about 
funneling all traffic through a port of entry through where a they door. can be vetted and inspected. It's like, would you get on an airplane if you saw people sneak past TSA? People who sneak past the port of entry are the equivalent of people who sneak past TSA. All that the border wall does is funnel everybody into a port of entry. If there's no wall, then we don't know they're here and we don't screen them, and God knows what we wind up with. Well, Michael Cutler, thank you so much. Your website is michaelcutler.net, michaelcutler.net, correct? And I've got my radio show tonight, yes, the Michael Cutler Hour blog talk radio, 7 p.m. East Coast time. I write for The Social Contract. Uh, and I write for Front Page Mag. Most of my articles are at frontpagemag.com. Great stuff. And so please check it out. Have a great weekend. Hey, you too. And uh, Kim Sturtz, Mark uh, Cook, it's great to have you here. Our quote for today, this is Donald Trump. He says, every day I wake up determined to deliver a better life for the people all across this nation that have been neglected, ignored, and abandoned. I have visited the laid-off factory workers and the communities crushed by our horrible and unfair trade deals. These are the forgotten men and women of our country. So today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you, and God bless America.